What's up, educators? Welcome back to the Dash Podcast. I am your host, Trey Gimmage, and thank you so much for joining me. Every week, our goal is to provide solutions for school communities through social-emotional learning activities. You can learn more about the Dash Podcast and our work at seleducators.com, where you'll find our free SEL Foundations Bundle and also our year-long SEL coaching program for adults in your school community. Today, we want to talk about the top three intervention tools that I use personally or have used over the past five years. I find it um, as a behavior coach or an emotional coach or a dean of students, having tools to provide intervention is crucial. And over the past five years, it's been very important to have a tier one system of support a tier two system of support, and also a tier three system of support. I can still remember when I went into my first school, PDMSTA, and I was tasked with being responsible for behavior. And just thinking of interventions out of a hat or from experience, I thought was quite tough because I didn't have the experience and I didn't have the information. But here we are now where that first tool that I used I'm still using today. It's still relevant and that website is finally getting an update. Last year over the pandemic, I had some additional research that helped me integrate some restorative practices into our intervention tools. And this year, we have a paid tool that helps us track interventions to support our students' success. So let's get into my top three intervention tools that you can use in your classroom or school community. Now, these are in no particular order of best to worst, but I just want to take the time to go through some of these free and paid opportunities to provide intervention to your students. Number one is PBIS World. You may have heard of this one, the Positive Behavior Intervention Systems World. This is a website that is super robust and makes it really easy for you to decide what interventions you're going to use. Now, I have seen online that uh, this tool is going into a update, a website update in the middle of May to update everything that they have on there. But PBIS World is so cool because literally as soon as you type in the website, the first thing that comes up is a list of behaviors. And it says, welcome to PBIS world. Click on a behavior to start. <clears throat> so as a classroom teacher, or in my case, a, a dean of students, if I'm getting reports from a teacher about what's happening in the classroom, I'll go one of two ways, or can go one of two ways. If it's chronic behavior that needs to be elevated to a level two, I may take care of it or provide some suggestions or if it's still in that tier one level and um, our classroom teachers still need to implement an intervention, go to PBIS World. You may select a behavior like anxiety. And once you click the name of the behavior, it will give you a list of what the student may do and common symptoms. If you agree with these symptoms or some of these actions, then you press yes and this tool will take you to additional interventions. If you press no, you'll go back to the home screen and you'll get to choose from another behavior. 
So I'm going to say yes right here. And when I press yes, I see tier one interventions for anxiety. Before you start, there's a few important points. There's a list of about 15 interventions from alternative modes of completing assignments, deep breathing, drawing a picture, writing a journal, proximity, talk one-on-one -on -one with the student, talk to a parent, teach conflict resolution skills, coping skills, additional things like that. And so you can click on now the interventions and it's going to take you to a third link that will then tell you why you should do it, when you should do it, and how you should use it. How convenient is a tool like this? It takes the guesswork out of providing interventions and there's also data tracking tools that you can use to keep up with how you're intervening with your students. So that's just one example there of the behaviors or how you can use the PBIS World Tool, select your behavior, make sure that it is appropriate for what you're seeing in your classroom, then select an intervention and you can track that intervention over time. This tool is also excellent for your tier two interventions. And there's actually tabs at the top of the screen that say home, tier one, tier two, tier three, data tracking, and form. Again, this website's gonna be updated at the end of May 2021, but the buttons with your tiers, your tier one, tier two, and tier three interventions take you through literally lists of interventions from breaks, consequences, rewards, praise, and other interventions. I think I like the most, probably the most productive tool that I've used on the tier two assessment or the tier two page for this website is the check-in check-out protocol. I love the check-in check-out process. That's one of our main tier two interventions that we have and also behavior intervention plans. There's a variety of behavior intervention plans on here that are specific to students' needs. Whether they have um, additional accommodations, they have chronic behavior or it's light behavior. This makes it really easy to set up an intervention, track that intervention, and see how students grow over time. From the tracking standpoint, I'll say the third piece that I like about this tool is that it really give, gave me a format to, for tier two intervention recommendation. So a teacher can nominate a student for tier two based on these referral forms that you have. We'll be updating these to be um, digital at, at my school, but right now we have it in a, um, a Word document instead of like a Google form, but it still works all the best. Again, this helps us track, helps us document, and helps us keep our students in a place where they are growing, learning, living, and The second intervention tool that I use quite frequently, have done presentations on, and really have tried to integrate into our school-wide behavior policies, our um, relationship priming plan, and our overall community environment is Chicago Public Schools Restorative Practice Guide and Toolkit. This is a lovely tool used straight from Chicago Public Schools, who is a leader in restorative practices. And their guide goes through just different restorative practices that are used in CPS, components of restorative practices, restorative practices in the classroom, 
restorative conversations, restorative circles, peer conversations, and even a little bit more. What was helpful for me is taking this 134 page guide and splitting it up into sections that I can use to help schools and that our school can use to serve our students. So as an example, I think it's always helpful to just understand what are restorative practices, how do they fit into social emotional learning and MTSS. And there's visuals that break down how the Chicago Public Schools Restorative Guide works for your school community. So these have been excellent tools to present on with other schools and also in-house at our school. The way that we decided to use this tool was to split it up into different sections. There's teacher sections, administrator sections, tier one, tier two, etc. So for an introductory standpoint, yeah, we'll go through how restorative practices work, what are the restorative practices that you can use, and then from an implementation standpoint for teachers in the classroom, there's a set of five lessons that you can use to implement the restorative practices in your classroom. And that comes with first understanding how to build connections and community. Then you go through developing shared agreements to guide interactions. Teach students how to reflect on their experiences and interactions address problems and questions collaboratively, and use restorative conversations in the classroom and community. Those five lessons right there really give you a strong base in your school year for social emotional learning and also for intervention and restorative practices in your classroom. Additionally, if you wanna to go to tier two, or again, in my case, a lot of the conversations we have this year, last year, are students that just aren't seeing eye to eye. Somebody rolling their eyes or turning their neck or talking about somebody's shoes. And it seems really petty to me, but to them, it's everything. It's their dignity, it's their pride, it's all that. So before we really take any disciplinary action, I like to have restorative conversations with the student. Again, restorative meaning the harmer and the harmy, if that's a real word, have to come together so we can talk about what's going on. A lot of times we're able to actually get on the same page and have a lighter consequence, if you will, because that harm is restored. And in other cases, we may even let students choose what their consequence is gonna be because we have this restorative conversation that's impactful and helpful to our kids. The, the cool thing about the, the circle section is that there is a six steps for restorative conversation template. There are restorative conversation checklists, and there's also restorative questions, about 200 of them that you can use to set up your interventions. So this is a really cool tool right here from number one, the classroom lessons to integrate your shared agreements and build community, two, the restorative circle piece. And then third, there's additional information on the different types of circles. So there's talking circles, restorative circles, celebration circles, check-in circles, peace circles. You don't only have to use these restorative practices when harm was done, when something negative happens. You can use restorative circles after every break. You could use them every Monday. 
you can use them just as needed as a way to check in and continue to build a strong community with your school. And uh, the last piece is the peer conferences, which we already kind of talked about. So I'm not going to go too deep into there, but having peer conferences that help students work their own problems out, logical consequences, and even opportunities. I feel like I'm getting a little winded here, but I really am excited about these tools. And the last one that I want to share with you is Panorama's Student Success Tool. This is a robust feature that we've just adopted this year at my school, PMSTA, and it is a paid version, but there are smaller versions that you can just use the tool with. Panorama is cool because they have an entire playbook. So when I go on Panorama Education in our Student Success Tool, first of all, I can see all of our attendance, behavior, SEL, and academic information live, real-time updates integrated into our data tools so I can see how we use these interventions to support students. Additionally, with Panorama Education, once I identify a student that needs an intervention, I simply click on the playbook button and it gives me a robust list of topics that we can use by um, subject. Gives me things, what does it give me? It gives me lists of interventions by category, by provider, by type. Some of these interventions are tier one, some are tier two, some are tier three. And probably the best part is that you can actually track this data. Panorama's tool allows you to put students into group interventions, individual interventions, and also set reminders so that you can keep up with the progress of these tools without having to do some of the extra paperwork, create your own Google Forms, or whatever kind of forms that you're using. So I'm super excited to dig in deeper to the Panorama Student Success Tool. This is my first year using it, but so far, it's been super helpful for us to be able to understand where our students are at at any point in time. Any point in the day, myself or the rest of our team can log into our student success tool and we can see what students are currently in an intervention, how much time they have left in that intervention, how they're growing in that intervention, and we can choose from a list of tools in the playbook that will allow us to provide additional support or we can still create our own using the other two platforms like I used here today. Whew. That's a lot of information, and I'm going to make sure that you have all of the links that you'll need to practice or use this information. I'm really excited about these intervention tools. They've done wonders for me and my job, especially coming in as a, as a new teacher, as a new um, educator, as a new administrator, it's helpful to have tools that you can lean on to provide your students with the success that they need and that they deserve. So if you like this episode, take the time to like it and share it with your friends. Every week, our episodes are coming out on YouTube and throughout the week, we'll have many clips that will help you get a smaller snippet of what the Dash podcast is talking about. Every week, our goal is to provide you with solutions that solve problems for your school community. And I hope today we did just that. Come check us out at SEO Educators for more adult social emotional learning activities like our free SEL Foundations course bundle 
in our year-long school-wide or individual curriculum that supports adult social-emotional learning. Had a lot of fun with you today, and I can't wait to see you next time. This is The Dash.